...is for which I regularly consult. The chair gave it a shot. Good idea, bad timing. Dan Jaffer was on his way to Iraq. I'd contacted Jaffer, and he'd suggested Dewey's as an excavation possibility. A burial ground was slated for destruction, and he'd been trying to forestall the bulldozers until the site's significance could be ascertained. I'd contacted the Office of the State Archaeologist in Columbia, and they'd accepted my offer to dig some test trenches. And here I was, with twenty undergraduates. And on our thirteenth and penultimate day, plankton brain. My patience was fraying like an overused rope. Naim? I fought back the urge to walk away. Temperance Brennan. Temperance? Amused. Don't hear that name so much. I'm called Tempe. Right. What kind of Indians? Probably Sui. What's the point in digging them up? I hit the little Cretan with the interview terminator. Jargon. Burial customs aren't well known for aboriginal southeastern coastal populations, and this site could substantiate or refute ethno-historic accounts. So what are you finding? Bones. Just bones? The tick was now crawling up Winborn's neck. Give a heads up? Screw it. The guy was irritating as hell. I launched into my standard cop and coroner spiel. The skeleton paints a story of an individual, sex, age, height, ancestry, in certain cases, medical history or manner of death. Pointedly glancing at my watch, I followed with my archaeological shtick. Ancient bones are a source of information on extinct populations, how people lived, how they died, what they ate, what diseases they suffered. Winborn's gaze drifted over my shoulder. I turned. Topher Burgess was approaching, various forms of organic and inorganic debris pasted to his sunburned torso. Short and plump, with knit cap, wire rims, and mutton-chop sideburns, the kid reminded me of an undergraduate Smee. Old one intruding into three east. I waited, but Topher didn't elaborate. Odd, I coaxed. It's articulated. We're thinking intrusive. Topher shifted his weight from one bare foot to another. I'll check it out in a minute. Topher nodded, turned, and trudged back to the excavation. What's that mean, articulated? The tick had reached Winborn's ear and appeared to be considering alternate routes. Improper anatomical alignment. The bones in these communal graves are usually jumbled, sometimes in clumps. Occasionally, one or two skeletons will be articulated. Why? Could be a lot of reasons. Maybe someone died immediately before closure of a common pit. Maybe the group was moving on, didn't have time to wait out decomposition. A full ten seconds of scribbling, during which the tick moved out of sight. Intrusive. What's that mean? A body was placed in the grave later. Would you like a closer look? It's what I'm living for. Putting Hanky to forehead, Winborn sighed as if he were on stage. I crumbled. There's a tick in your collar.
Winborn moved faster than it seemed possible for a man of his bulk to move. The tick flew to the sand, apparently used to rejection. I set off quickly, knowing Winborn wouldn't keep up. Mean? Yes. But time was short. And I was conscience clear on the tick. Waiting for Winborn, I scanned the excavation. Two test trenches had already been dug and refilled. The first had yielded nothing but sterile soil. The second had produced human bone, early vindication of Jaffer's suspicions. Three other trenches were still open. Topher was shooting pictures at the easternmost trench. The rest of his team sat cross-legged, eyeing the focus of his interest. Winborn joined me on the cusp between panting and gasping. I was moving toward Topher when Winborn's voice stopped me. We got company. Turning, I saw a man in pink polo shirt and khaki pants hurrying across, not around the dunes. He was small, almost child size, with silver-gray hair buzzed to the scalp. I recognized him instantly. Richard L. Dickey Dupree, entrepreneur, developer, and all-around sleaze. First a journalist, now Dupree. This day was definitely heading for the scrap heap. Dupree bore down on me with the determined self-righteousness of a Taliban mullah. Stopping a foot from my face, Dupree crossed his arms and squinted up into my eyes. Y'all be finishing tomorrow, I expect. We will. I stepped back. And then? Dupree's face was bird-like, the bones sharp under pink translucent skin. I'll file a preliminary report with the Office of the State Archaeologist next week. And what might this fine document say? Dupree smiled what he no doubt considered his southern gentleman's smile. That this area is underlain by a pre-Columbian burial ground. Dupree's smile wavered, held. You know those folks up in Columbia as well as I do. A report of that nature will shut me down for some time. An archaeological site is a non-renewable cultural resource. I can't, in good conscience, allow your needs to influence my findings, Mr. Dupree. A smile dissolved, and Dupree eyed me coldly. We'll just have to see about that. Yes, sir. We will. Pulling a pack of cools from his pocket, Dupree cupped a hand and lit up. Chucking the match, he drew deeply and started back toward the dunes. Anger and loathing rose in my chest. Wordlessly, I hooked to 180 and walked to 3 East. I could hear Winborn scrabbling along behind me. The students fell silent when I joined them. Eight eyes followed as I hopped down into the trench. Topher handed me a trowel. I squatted and was enveloped by the smell of freshly turned earth. And something else. Sweet, fetid, faint, but undeniable. An odor that shouldn't be there. My stomach tightened. Dropping to all fours, I examined Topher's oddity a segment of vertebral column curving outward from halfway up the western wall. Above me, Topher added some brief detail. I wasn't listening, I was troweling. 
With each scrape, my apprehension was heading north. Thirty minutes of work revealed a spine and upper pelvic rim. I sat back, a tingle of dread crawling my scalp. Sweet Jesus. Rising, I brushed dirt from my knees. I had to get to a phone. Dickie Dupree had a lot more to worry about than the ancient Sui. Dewey's islanders are rigidly smug about the ecological purity of living across the way. No bridge. Access to Dewey's is by ferry or private boat. Roads are sand-based, and internal combustion transport is tolerated solely for construction service and deliveries. Not a chance of scoring a cell phone signal. Ask me, nature's great when on vacation. It's a pain in the ass when trying to report a suspicious death. Leaving Topher in charge of the site, I hiked up the beach to a wooden boardwalk and hopped into one of our half-dozen golf carts. I was turning the key when a pack hit the seat beside me, followed by Winborn's polyester-clad buttocks. Intent on finding a working phone, I hadn't heard him trailing behind. Okay better than leaving the twit to snoop unsupervised. Wordlessly, I gunned it, or whatever one does with electric carts. Pulling up at the ferry dock, I turned to Winborn. End of the line. You can't just... out. I left a cart at your side. A student will return it. Winborn slid to the ground, features crimped into a mask of poached displeasure. Have a good day, Mr. Winborn. Shooting east on Old House Lane, I pulled in behind a two-winged...